Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right. It's the Voice of Reason. Welcome back into the program. We are back at it live. It's been a couple of days, so great to have you along for the ride today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming. We have the podcasting as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-post Monday, the pre-pre-Friday celebration. One of the greatest days of the entire week. Thanks for joining us here on the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. I have to admit, today's going to be a tough one. Today is a tough day indeed, and I have a lot I want to cover. There's a lot that we need to get to with the show, with content, with you know news and politics and things that we do every day, but I need to explain my absence over the last couple of days, not to mention the news that broke today that is very devastating. I'm going to do my darndest not to get all upset and teary-eyed. <laughs> I'm going to try which I think proves the point of how influential this individual was. Of course, you've been hearing the news today that Rush Limbaugh passed away at the age of 70 due to his stage 4 lung cancer. And it's a tough one. Got to admit, it's a tough one. I know that other hosts have said this as well. I'm going to be another one on that bandwagon to say that I would not be able to do what I do with this program and if it was not for someone like Rush Limbaugh, who did that so many years ago in 1988. I've always felt that I had a little bit of a weird connection with Rush Limbaugh because I was born the same year that he went national. He went national in August of 1988. I was born in October of 1988. So I therefore think that it was his uh, creational mojo that was able to uh, create the voice of reason all the way back when and make something like this happen. So what he did was obviously the, uh, everybody's calling him the pioneer, the trend setter, the person that said, you know what, we're just going to break the mold on media and news and we're going to go and do our own thing opinionated wise on AM talk radio. And he obviously broke the mold and look at where we're at now. He is by far the pioneer by and by far the trend setter that allowed us to do this. So we would not be able to do this unless it was for him. And he is a legend for that. Whether you like him, whether you agree with him, whether you disagree with him, you have to admit that he was definitely a trend setter and that he was a very much an influencer that reached over 600 radio stations across the nation, someone that reached over 22 million people a week with his show, and that's something to... Uh, you can't take for granted. So even if you don't like someone like Rush Limbaugh, you have to give him credit for what he was able to do with his show and the fact that he was at the top of those ratings, the top of everybody's favorability for that long, since 1988, for 32 years, as long as I have been alive, he's been at the top, and everybody loves him for that. That's very hard to do, especially in a cutthroat industry like media altogether and talk radio when you look at ratings, quarterly ratings, yearly ratings, uh, radio stations and how shows do, and he's been up there. I've always said that it's very hard as a talk radio host, especially trying to establish yourself, because you almost have that personal connection with the talk show host, don't you? You listen to them every single day. They are a part of your life. You listen to them about their stories when they're upset about things. You get into their mind to understand how their thought process works. You learn learn a little bit about their personal life. They're almost like a member of the family. You get so involved with them. And then when they go, it's a terrible feat. 
It's a very terrible thing. It is true. It's really a, uh, a a sad thing. Now, here's the funny part. My family was never political. I've told you that before. My family was never political. They were never into politics. They never listened to talk radio. How I became a political individual, I have no idea because they never got involved in politics. I remember the first time I heard Rush Limbaugh. I was actually working in high school, and I had a radio on in the back. In the back. I was working at a feed store at the time selling hay and grain and and that stuff for animals and for farmers in the area. And I had it in the back. We had the load of uh, just grain, the, the stacks, the 50-pound bags of food. And I was unloading the pallets to put in where they needed to be. And we just had a radio on in the background. And I started listening to it. And, hey, this is kind of nice. And I enjoyed it. And that's the same time I started getting involved in politics, starting getting involved in, in uh, civ- civics and government class and that sort of thing, debate in high school, and I really enjoyed it to the point where I was taking my lunch breaks in school. In high school, I would take my lunch and I would go to my car and I would listen to Rush Limbaugh in my car during my lunch break in high school. Oh, yes. It was, uh, I guess you could call it, yeah, I guess I was a Rush baby. I mean, I didn't grow up as a little kid with him because my parents didn't listen to it, but I found him myself and I had listened ever since. And there are uh, a few talk show hosts that were very influential for me. Uh, of course, Rush Limbaugh being the first one, Mike Rosen, who I got to intern for and got to be involved with when I first got into radio, Mark Walters with Armed American Radio that really helped me take this show to the next level. And I've worked with him as a, as a personal friend. Uh, there's a lot of different talk show hosts that I'm very influential of that I try and take a little bit to uh, create the genre of talk radio that we have here. But Rush Limbaugh was definitely the first one with the sarcasm, with the satire bits that we like to do, all stem from the idea of taking the absurd and making things absurd to uh, to express absurdity. And that's really what he did, and he was an excellent person at doing so. At the same time, when I got into college, I bought my first cigars because of Rush Limbaugh. I spent money on a beautiful, and I still have it too, by the way, I spent on a beautiful oak uh, or cherry oak humidor and it's beautiful and I still have it it's in pristine condition with all the travels with all the years I still have it and it was a special that he had done with his sponsor at the time Thompson Cigar where it was the cherry oak humidor and it was like 20 or 25 cigars and a sampler kit and I bought that in college and it was like $200 $300 and I spent the money on that and since then I've enjoyed cigars so tonight is my little tribute to Rush Limbaugh that I will be I will be smoking a cigar in tribute to him and in honor of him because he has been a huge impact in my life. And I I bawled my eyes out when he got that Freedom Award from President Donald Trump last year during the State of the Union speech. And I've been a little teary-eyed throughout the day today. So it's been tough. And we lose a true hero. We lose a true fighter. But at the same time, I'm so honored, honored to be one of the few, one of the very, very many of them, one of the many, I guess, to be able to take a little bit of that torch and try and carry it on and continuing that fight on radio and on TV and on social media and on the online presence to try and conser- uh, try and continue that fight for conservatism the way he did so well. And is that unity that really the Republican or conservative movement within the Republican Party has had with everybody going to Rush Limbaugh for that main source with him dispersing and with maybe many of those listeners maybe trickling to find those other talk show hosts that they like, hopefully... We can continue on that mantle in just a little form of his. By no means, nobody's going to be able to fill the shoes of Rush Limbaugh, especially this guy. But maybe if we can take a little bit of that and be able to run with it with the new generation, the new generation of talk radio, the new generation of conservatism with the legacy of someone like Rush Limbaugh and all those other greats. That's my tribute to you, my friend. The millennial general, 
contributing to Rush Limbaugh. So we appreciate him very much. I did find, and this was had to, to actually Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., on social media, he found one of Rush Limbaugh's last public appearance speeches that he gave uh, the last couple of years when Donald Trump was in office. And uh, I wanted to play just a little clip of that for our little tribute to him as well, because what he said in this clip is probably one of the most important things that we could possibly focus on in today's age in the political realm. So hard to defend the president. I said, what? Hard to defend the president? It's one of the easiest things in the world to do. President Trump does not need to be defended. The people that need to be defending themselves are the people attacking him and the people attacking us. He doesn't need to be defended. How do you defend Donald Trump? You attack the people who are attempting to destroy him. They're trying to destroy you. They're trying to destroy, they're trying to transform this country into something that it was not founded to be. That's how you do it. I, I find that it's so incredible that people think, oh my gosh, it's hard. It's so hard. To, it is not hard to, folks, we're not in a standard political environment where the Democrats win and then the Republicans win. We share power, we trade power. We are in a war. We are in a war for the kind of country America is going to be. There's always going to be an America. But the war being waged now is aimed at overturning, overthrowing the principles of our founding. It really does drive home a point of what we're fighting and what we're up against, right? We're always going to have an America, but what kind of America will we look like with the Democrats taking over with them, with their absolute hatred, the foaming at the mouth, the viral uh, rabies that they have with their eyes glaring and the foaming at the mouth and going against conservatives and Trump today. And Rush Limbaugh points it out like he always did so eloquently with a speech like that. So his message is what needs to be our uh, war call, I guess you could say, metaphorically speaking, to be able to move forward and continue to fight for what we fight for on this show and so many other places as well. So mega dittos, my friend. Rush Limbaugh, you are a legend, and we appreciate what you've done, and thank you for allowing opportunities for like crazy guys like this to go on the radio and spat weird things all the time and get people all kinds of riled up. So we appreciate you very, very much, my friend. Now, my absence over the last couple of days, it's been a wild one. It's been weird. It's been extremely cold here in the Wichita areas. Yesterday, we had like wind chills of negative 24 degrees and we've had different power outages. We've had the mandate. We've had like circulating block blackouts from the energy companies, which is really strange, but none of that was why I was actually missing a couple of days. Monday was kind of, sort of, but not really as well. We've had a couple family issues. Not like super bad, but, you know, kind of weird. So Monday, our water heater went out in the home, which was a little bit of a surprise because we've only had that water heater has only been in that house for like four years. So it's a relatively decent water heater, but it went out. So we had cold water and because of the rolling blackouts and because of electrical issues and they were going to do rolling blackouts to certain parts of the town, I was concerned that we'd be in the middle of a live stream broadcast and then they would cut the, cut the power at the station and that we wouldn't be able to do the broadcast. So I figured, you know what, the best thing to do, record the show, get it up, get it loaded, and we didn't have a live stream on Monday. I apologize for that, but at the same time, I was able to get home and we could address a, a water teeter issue. Now, come to find out yesterday, the reason we were gone was a bit of a family issue as the water heater saga continued but went a little bit deeper. Come to find out, and we only got about a minute before our break here, but come to find out, we really had a deeper issue of back in October when we got a new roof on the house as we were kind of remodeling and getting things all situated, getting moved back in and settled into a, to a new home. 
we had the roof done because of hail damage from earlier in the spring. The roofing company had capped off the smokestack from the furnace, could, like put the cap on it too high or too low onto it and sealed it to where it couldn't release a whole lot of stuff. So now with the cold weather, it kind of all backed up in there. It went down, it backed into the water heater that caused the damage to the water heater, and it was leaking carbon monoxide into the home, which explains a lot why the wife's been kind of having headaches the last few days. We've been kind of drowsy, not feeling well the last couple of days, so thank God everybody's all right. You don't have to worry about us, but we got it fixed. We do no, we no longer have a methane or a, uh, methane, a carbon monoxide leak in the home, but it's also led to some other serious damages that I can't really go into because of potential litigation that may be coming up here very soon uh, that's going on with the home. But nonetheless, we are safe. We are okay. It was a concern for a while, but we're all good. Back at it, ready to rock and roll. So that's why we're back. We're ready to do this thing again and all is well. So thank God. And luckily the water heater was kind of the message of, hey, you have a bigger problem. So again, signs seem to be popping up and taking care of itself every single day. We appreciate that. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com miss part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites youtube and itunes spotify and google play tune in podbean and more have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device last visit our website at hoosierreason.com you can listen to the podcast catch our special features and more it's the voice of reason on radio tv and online helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, and the live streaming, plus the podcasting as well. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Thank you for, by the way, the kind messages. You don't need to worry got some messages on the email i got some private messages in the facebook comments thank you no we're okay everything's all right we're all good it is kind of scary though so we had a i did get a question andy did you have a 
carbon monoxide detector. We have one upstairs, but we didn't have one downstairs near the, near the furnace, which probably we need to. So we have one now, but we didn't then. But it did explain because it's been un- it was like really hot in the basement where Mrs. Voice of Reason and I's room was, but it was a little bit cooler upstairs. And just the last couple of days, we've we've had our routine. We wake up a little bit earlier. We do some exercise to get moving in the morning. I take my cold shower. We have a nice quiet breakfast. We do our thing, kind of get moving for the day. And it's just been really like I've, I've really been struggling to get up and move in the last couple of days. The Mrs. Voice of Reason having some headaches really bad, which we just thought it was her lupus because she has some medical issues. So we just kind of blew it off there. Yeah. But come to find out, luckily, it was the plumber that was installing the water heater that said something's not right here. These pipes should not be this hot and ended up finding out the issue. So uh, thank you for the concern. All is well. All is good. And it could have been dangerous, but we, uh, again, you know, someone's looking out for us and making it uh, the fact that we're actually surviving and doing okay. So all is well, and it's inconvenient for this time when it was negative 25 outside, but it's 20 degrees out today and things are all looking up and, you know, we just continue on to do what we do. So all is well. I can't really give a whole lot more detail just because of some potential litigation that may be involved with some of this that's causing other damage in the house as well. But at the end of the day, all is safe and You know what? It all works out, so I'm not too terribly worried about it. So there is that. Uh, Coming up after the bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. We get about a once a month interview with him to get uh, the latest on what's going on in Washington, D.C., what kind of legislation he's working on, and are are they getting rolling blackouts in the Ohio area? Now, like usual, we sat down with him earlier this morning, and it was like a 20-minute interview. We can only play about eight or nine minutes of on the air, so we'll have a special feature with an additional podcast download later today that you'll be able to listen to and listen to the entire extended special edition of the interview, which I highly recommend, especially with this one. He talks about some really, really cool stuff, so you're not going to want to miss that. We'll have that podcast as a separate additional special feature download of the podcast later on in the show. We'll air that interview coming up after the bottom of the hour as well. I It's finally here, though, as we talk about, I guess you could say it's a, it's a what's trending today. What's trending today? Outside of the sad story from Rush Limbaugh, there are other things going on today as well. One of them being the, of course, extreme cold in Texas and the entire Mid-America region with Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas and Nebraska and the Dakotas and Colorado and Missouri and all these areas. I mean, we're seeing massively extreme cold weather where they are now saying it's due to, go figure, man-made climate change. Now, I was doing the news for the radio station earlier today, and it didn't come as a surprise to me, but it kind of came as a surprise to me. Remember how just like a couple days ago they were saying that due to our lack of input to the atmosphere over the last year because of COVID, when we weren't doing manufacturing and we weren't driving cars and we cleared up all the smog, that we actually saw global warming happen last year, more so because we weren't putting things into the atmosphere to block and shield the sun. Remember that? They ran a big story on it. It was, oh, yeah, man-made climate change. We're actually cooling the environment because we're blocking the rays of the sun. And since we didn't do that last year, then we saw heating. And the heating's going to continue on, and it's going to cause more climate change. Well, apparently, the climate change of global warming is so bad that now we're seeing the record colds because now the AP story that I saw today said that, the according to the Associated Press, that scientists now say that the cooling is from man-made global warming that's pushing the Arctic weather away from the Arctic farther south to us to where we get the cold effect from the Arctic because the uh, we're shifting the climate or somehow, and now the Arctic winds are being pushed down here because of our man-made global warming that's going up north. 
So we're changing. We're putting the sending the warm up there and it's sending the cold down here because we did that. And it's all our fault. Just to let you know. So you are killing the environment. You and your nice little windmills that have unfrozen now and can't move and can't actually give anybody power. So we're having blackout. Thank you very much. You're killing the environment because you're sending that Arctic cold weather down here to us. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you're all welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, wherever you may be, however you may be listening or watching the program, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand it the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. That's what we do. Rush Limbaugh may be unfortunately gone. Rest in peace, brother. But you know what? We'll continue on with a new generation, new conservatism, same conservatism, just by different voices, and we'll do it with a younger generation leading that charge. That's what we do. So thanks for hanging out with us today, and rest in peace. Mega dittos, my friend. So we continue on with our tribute to Rush Limbaugh. I'm getting some comments about the climate change thing. We'll talk some more about that in a minute because I'm curious about all those nice little wind farms and the turbines that are going that are, like, frozen in Texas and in Colorado and in Kansas right now. So I did not realize this, but here in the state of Kansas, a third of our energy is done by wind power, a third by coal, and a third by natural gas. Okay, cool. You know what? Diversify. That's fine. Well, that's why we're apparently having these rolling blackouts is because all of the wind turbines are completely frozen, so we're down like a third of our energy production. Was not aware of something like that. So that's good to know. Maybe we should diversify a little bit more and realize, gee, maybe if it gets really cold, wind turbines aren't going to be the best solution. Unlike in the state of Ohio, as we talked with Congressman Bob Latta, where they have two nuclear plants and they haven't had any issues. What? I know, right? We sat down with Congressman Bob Latta just earlier this morning talking about the latest out of Washington, D.C. when it comes to COVID relief and with the energy and with what the Democrats are doing now that the impeachment trial is all done. Now what can they get angry about? What could they do now that the fact that, well, Donald Trump's really irrelevant now, so let's actually focus on policy issues. They didn't run on policy issues. They ran on hating Donald Trump. Well, they got their way, so now what are they actually doing? We sat down with the congressman from the 5th District of the State of Ohio, Bob Latta, earlier today, and this is what he had to say. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I am wonderful. How are you today? I'm doing great, trying to stay warm, and it's always good to talk to you. I know last time I talked to you was in January, right after all the big shenanigans that happened to kick off a whole brand new 2021 year. Are things starting to settle down now, and are we actually getting back to business as normal, per se? Well, 
we're seeing is the Democrats are just ramming everything through Congress as if they've got a uh, mandate from the American people. We know over in the Senate, it's 50-50, and the vice president's going to be breaking those ties. But in the House, we're only five seats away from taking back the majority. The president said that he was going to be bipartisan. We're seeing nothing but partisanship coming from the Democrats. So what the American people are going to see is that they're, they're going to try to roll out this piece of legislation through what they call reconciliation. And what that means is that they don't have to have 60 votes over in the Senate to get it through. Mm. Only needs that one vote. And so what we're probably going to see, uh, you know, them trying to do is everything from rolling back on the energy side. And, you know, when you think about uh, what uh, we're experiencing right now, people are going to say, don't we need more energy? But we've seen with, and then also with the president's, uh, you know, 45 plus executive orders stopping the Keystone XL. And I know that because of uh, when you look back to the vor- the uh, winter vortex that we had uh, back in uh, 2014, when really everything just froze up around the entire country, we had 21, 27 states that had a shortage of, uh, of propane. And the problem was that we wasn't that we didn't have the propane; we couldn't get from point A to point B. And part of the reason was that the trucks and the drill cars are being used to run oil. And we all know the safest way to transport oil and natural gas is through a pipeline. So we're seeing the Democrats do that, raise taxes. I mean, it's it's going to be, we've got to get this message out to the American people. Yeah, it's important to really focus on because there are so many individuals that are freezing right now across the, really across the entire country. We've seen it in really low temperatures. It's wintertime, but more of an extreme winter than we've seen in a little bit. I know here in Kansas, we haven't seen this type of weather since like 1985. I think was the last time that it's actually been this cold. But in return, we're doing rolling blackouts in Nebraska, in Kansas, in Oklahoma, in these areas where the energy companies are shutting off our power for 30 to 60 minutes just because, well, you're using too much. We don't have enough energy to continue continue with what everybody needs so we're going to do these rolling blackouts i've never heard of a country like america being a first world country needing to worry about rolling blackouts to conserve energy this is coming after they like you mentioned they they cut the the xl pipeline because you know pipelines are really bad apparently they're against the fracking they're against the natural gas you know joe biden's executive order list that he went on for this first week or so of his administration was all about green energy new deal garbage and yet now we're seeing a really cold front hit, and we're seeing the strain it's already putting on in the energy companies with years of them trying to ban all of these different types of energy in the country. Well, you just, American people, and you just need to remember during the Trump administration, we became pretty much the world's net producer of natural gas. We, we, you know, we outproduced everybody else in the world because, as you said, through fracking. We, uh, you know, were able to uh, be able to produce more oil than Saudi Arabia or Russia on a given day. And all of a sudden, what we've seen from the Democrats and the socialists, they want to roll all this stuff back. But, uh, you know, I, I know of uh, people that were on mission trips for into into Russia. And, you know, their, their apartments would have no uh, electricity during the day. So it's like that. I don't think the American people want to go there. And sure, you know, if they say, oh, we we want to make sure that we're saving the environment. But hey, facts speak for themselves. In the last 15 years, this country's reduced emissions by 20 percent. No one else in the world can claim that. But we've done it in the United States and producing the energy that we needed. But on the other side, they want to they want to shut this off. And the American people are going to feel that pain at the pump. 
Remember during the Obama administration, our gas prices went up to $4.19 a gallon. It's unbelievable. Real quickly, the last question on energy before we kind of move on, but oil and natural gas that we are fracking, that we are still drilling for, are we still energy independent at this moment? I know that Joe Biden has talked about invading Syria, and now we you know, have issues with Iran right now, and we're starting to go back for oil across overseas. But with the attack on natural gas, with the attack on fracking, are we still energy independent like Trump got us to over the last few years, or are we moving away from that? Well, you're going to see them uh, pushing us away from it, and, and, and they'll do it by executive orders. Mm-hmm. And then the Democrats want to make, move us away from it. And again, as you said, that you know we've got to heat our houses. We've got to be able to make sure that we can turn on our factories. I, you know, base load capacity is so important for my district, the 60,000 manufacturing jobs. All of a sudden, we're going to have people say, hey, I don't have a job anymore. Well, because the companies can't afford the energy. Before, before this new administration came in, I talked to people from around the world, and they were saying, hey, we want to come to the United States. Your energy costs are so low that uh, we will build our plants in the United States and produce it right here. Yeah. We all know that we, uh, we had an issue with COVID that our supply chain was in, it was in deep jeopardy. But it's just absolutely ludicrous what we're hearing from the other side. Well, and they're trying to ram it down our throats for sure. We're talking with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. Let's talk about some of the legislation that you've been working on and shift gears a little bit to COVID and the response to COVID. We've seen a major increase across the country, uh, mental health issues and depression and anxiety, people losing their jobs, people frustrated with the pandemic, the isolation that many are having to deal with or losing their jobs. You guys are working on some legislation to improve access to some mental health services because it's been more of a talking point over the years. But I think COVID over the last year has really taken it to another level of we need to address this issue, hasn't it? Well, absolutely. And I, I introduced legislation in the last Congress called the Crisis Act. We want to make sure that we do have those services out there uh, for individuals across our, for, you know, across our districts. Because, as you said, the, the stress levels have, have gone up tremendously and, and people need these mental health services and uh, so we, we want to make sure that we get those to the people that need them and at the same time as you're talking about you know treating people i've got what they call the treat act uh, that i'm working on with some uh, folks over in the senate we want to make sure that uh, telehealth services are available out there for people because again during the pandemic we saw right off the bat that emergency rooms are being overrun by people coming in and we didn't have enough docs and medical personnel in certain areas. And so what could we do? And well, the easiest thing to do is let people from other states treat these people by telehealth services. And uh, at the same time, you know, keep these people out of the emergency rooms. And it's it's a win-win for everyone. But, uh, you know, we're working on those right now because, again, I, I believe they're absolutely essential. We're, we're months away from uh, getting through this thing. And even, But the really good news is we as of this morning, I get the numbers every day that we've had over 56 million vaccinations given in this country so far. Wow. You know, when you're looking over almost around 330 million tests have been given. I always tell people, always remember that in the last administration with uh, President Trump, Vice President uh, Pence, that we were able to take a, a crisis like we had with COVID and move it in nine months' time to having multiple vaccines out there being distributed across the country. In any other given time, we'd still be talking about this for a couple of years. So, uh, you know, we're, we are the envy of the world, and we should never forget that. I know there's a lot of folks out there on the other side like to always say how terrible it is here, but I tell you what, why are other people trying to get the United States to get these COVID vaccinations? <laughs> 
There it is, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District in the great state of Ohio. Again, that was a shortened abbreviation of the interview. We went about, uh, I don't know, 17 minutes, 20 minutes long, and we could only air a little bit of that program on the program here. So we will have that as an extended podcast on the show after we upload the regular show podcast. We'll also upload that as a special feature with just the interview there. Make sure to listen to it because he gets deeper into the budgetary process with COVID relief, the $15 an hour minimum wage, the spending, which I was curious, and I did ask him this during the other parts of the interview we didn't get to air, but my understanding was that we could only spend a certain percentage of the GDP, like 18% of the GDP or something. That's not necessarily happening. And it's the reasoning why is because they're using the tricks around it. We didn't necessarily pass a budget. We passed an omnibus bill to where we could spend whatever we want to because it's not technically a legitimate budget. So because of that, you can spend as much of the GDP as you actually want. And that's in lieu of the fact that now we have nearly a $2 trillion spending deficit just for this year because of COVID-19. And we're trying to pass another $1.9 trillion budget or spending bill for COVID alone that would double our deficit just for this year, which is absolutely absurd. So he goes into some more details about that with the COVID vaccine and energy as well in the nation. You're going to want to listen to that with the special feature with the extended version of our interview with Congressman Bob here on The Voice of Reason. One more segment coming up here for our Wednesday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I still say the show goes by way too fast, and we probably need like another hour or two to make this happen. But we'll continue on with what we got. Welcome into the broadcast. Your Millennial General reporting for duty the way we do each and every day, trying to rebrand the Millennial Generation. 
one radio listener at a time. Thanks again to Bob Ladder coming on the program. We appreciate that very much. Again, you can check out the extended interview on our podcast at The Voice of Reason. You can find it on any of your podcasting sites, plus our live stream that we do on all of our social media. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Not the parlor right now until I heard parlor's up, but then it's not really up. I have it on my phone and I still can't access it. So who knows if that's going to be up. But make sure to definitely follow us on our Facebook, our YouTube, our Twitch page. Not necessarily Twitter. I'm kind of done with Twitter. I've not made a post on Twitter in a really long time. But we do have an Instagram as well. I don't take a whole lot of pictures. <laughs> I don't do the selfie thing. But if you really want me to, then I guess I can. But we uh, really would appreciate if you follow us on our YouTube page at Hoosier Reason and on our Twitch.tv page at Hoosier Reason and our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Hoosier Reason as well, plus our website at HoosierReason.com. Of course, you can find all of our stuff there, links to all of our social media. You can find the podcast on there as well and more. So appreciate you doing all of that. So I've been, I, I have to admit, and this is, again, unpopular opinion, but I've been enjoying the cold weather, maybe not the negative 22 degrees. Although yesterday I walked outside, started my car, went to work, got out of my car, walked into my job here at the studio, all with that negative 16 degrees. That's not including the wind chill, just negative 16 degrees. And I did it in my T-shirt. And uh, the wind wasn't blowing. The sun was kind of out, so it felt kind of nice. But outside of that, people are not enjoying this at all. And we've had these rolling blackouts, which has made me very frustrated because I was jokingly made the comment of we were two weeks, three weeks into the Biden administration. And all of a sudden we're having rolling blackouts and deep freezing temperatures. So thanks a lot, Joe Biden, for overcorrecting the whole global warming thing. Appreciate that. Yeah. I do appreciate that very much, but it goes into a deeper conversation, and I've been going through this personal transformation over the last really couple of years, year or two, where I'm really tired of having to rely on other people. I got to be honest, I'm really tired of it. I want my independence to do my thing in my life. I mean, that's why we're starting our own side business, where eventually, hopefully, the goal is to be able to do that full time on my own with this radio show. And with the Hoosier Media Network and the projects that we're starting with the Hoosier Media Network, that's our goal in the next couple of years, hopefully, uh, to not have government health care because and we don't have government health care right now. I'm just saying in general, we shouldn't have government health care because I'm tired of being dependent on others, others to rely on because of neediness, others to rely on because of. Uh, shortfallings or others because of depending on a paycheck, dependent on health care, dependent even on energy. This is really a trial in a point in case that you need to be a little bit more independent in what you do. I heard a news story, and look, me being a news guy during the day and having to cover news stories throughout the day and reading this, it drove me nuts. And I was like, this is a news story that I would never, ever, ever cover because if you don't know this stuff, then I don't know how to help you in life any longer. <laughs> Got to be honest. It was a story about how it's really cold weather and you should probably lower your temperature to 65 to 68 degrees. And if you lose power, then to not open your refrigerator because then you would lose the coolness out of your refrigerator. Now, if you need a news person to tell you not to open your refrigerator unless you absolutely have to because you don't have any power, then I don't know how else to help you in life or in society because you're probably not smart enough to realize anything else outside of that. I'm just saying, you don't open your refrigerator unless you absolutely have to because why? That would be stupid. You would lose all the coolness and you don't have any electricity to cool it down again. It's not that hard. But then with rolling blackouts, with the government... Literally telling you, or the energy company, sorry, the energy company telling you, 
we don't have enough energy to supply all of you the temperatures that you want and all of the energy that you need. We're going to do temporary blackouts for 30 to 60 minutes, which they did in Nebraska, they did here in Kansas, they did in Oklahoma, I think. I mean, they're doing these rolling blackouts, and they say we're going to take a sect of the community, we're going to do a blackout for 30 to 60 minutes to conserve energy so other people don't have to lose it because we ran out. Now, if that's not like third world crap, I don't know what is. I don't care if it's negative 50 outside. We should be able to handle something like that. But it makes me realize I, I just don't like this. I don't like being dependent on anyone for anything. If I want to succeed, I want to make sure I'm succeeding on my own, which is the most basic conservative principle out there. And that's maybe the message that we need to breach out and kind of talk to other people about to bring them onto the conservative message of, hey, you don't need to be relying on the government for your health care because if they can provide it to you, they can take it away with your energy. If they give it to you and you accept it, then they can take it away at the same time just like that. And to me, that's a concerning thought. It's time for some individualism again. It's time for a little bit of independence again. And this, I think, cold streak has really proven that point that I don't think Democrats are going to get, but we can try to rub it in their face. It does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow. we got a laundry list of guests for the rest of the week and next week as well. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. It's The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Wednesday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.